The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson, where this Saturday we'll be beginning oh, our 24 hour stream. It's not even real to me yet. I don't know what to make of it. The, the sense gotta, of dread is just, is just. Looming, looming over me like a dark cloud yeah. and it gets darker yeah. and darker right every day winter is coming so to speak yeah i mean it's supposed to be rainy this this week Starting but tomorrow. that's not what i mean i mean metaphorically speaking yeah, our yeah i'm talking about a metaphorical dark cloud there's yeah, be plenty right. of literal dark clouds in the sky tomorrow yes yeah <laughs> so, so yeah we got that going on uh crown uh crown royal crown jewel uh this coming thursday are we doing that on youtube we're we doing it on uh, yeah we should do that on youtube one? youtube okay we'll do that on youtube uh so yeah check that out be sure you hit that sub button give this video a like you guys should give this video a like just because i got the the raw i did the halloween for the halloween graphics this is one week only because next week uh i'll keep the same color scheme but the the there's gonna be new people got put finn in here yeah get rid of shana uh, you know, there's going to be some changes. Charlotte's got to go to the SmackDown one. Seth and Becky are going to be on this one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I look here. This is what's going to happen. Becky's going to be holding that Raw title because they're just going to swap the titles. We'll talk about that in a bit. 
But yeah. I, All right, we'll talk about that in a bit because I was I was not happy with last night's Raw nor in a couple, for a couple of different reasons. For a variety of reasons. There's a lot of reasons. We've got a lot of problems with this week's Raw. Got a lot of yeah, these pretzels are making me very thirsty right now when it comes to Raw, man. Uh, and so, yeah, that's what's going on. Uh, also, today, a little bit later on, uh, for our Friendo Club TV members, that's accessible at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson at $5 and up. You get it both uh, on video and uh, ad-free uh, podcast version of our bonus content, plus ad-free version of our show in your favorite podcast app, not called Spotify. It doesn't work on Spotify. Uh, you can get the show ad-free without all the commercials we got here on the show for the normal version. Uh, $5 a month, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We've got a bonus episode today. Today we're going to be looking at, it's going to be like sort of an old school count out, mm-hmm. top 10 uh, most controversial pay-per-views in wrestling history. Find out what's going to be on that list uh, by uh, checking that episode out later on today. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about the misery that was Raw in Sacramento oh last gosh. night. But first, we're going to talk about this just because it's fun and it's silly and it's stupid. Booker T adding his voice to the wrestling war of words going on these days as it pertains to ratings. Yes. Now, uh, Booker T is number one, a number one, one of our favorite wrestlers of all time. Without a doubt. Whether it be in Harlem Heat as a tag team or uh, a a solo run in WCW or solo run in WWE, Booker T, one of our all-time favorites. Absolutely, 100%. He's also a man who has an opinion, and he expresses it on his show, and that's awesome. But sometimes his opinions run up against uh, uh, things like common sense. For example, recent, just in the recent history, Booker T has said the following things, that CM Punk's return promo, probably for most people, promo of the year, he says he struck out. Wasn't good enough. Didn't like it. Said Malachi Black, Alistair Black, wasn't talented enough to be a big name in WWE. He's also in the past said that Bailey may not be great at anything, but she's good at everything. Now, it's kind of easy to take the stuff, the, the bad takes of Booker T out of context. With the Bailey thing specifically, he actually likened her to him and said, I wasn't great at ever anything, but I was good at everything. And I totally disagree with that. I think Booker T was great at a lot of stuff. Yes, yes. I think the same thing about Bailey. He's actually had a lot of good takes. His good takes never really make the news. For example, recently he said, Walter could beat up everybody on the AEW roster. I kind of feel like Walter could beat up 99% of the WWE roster, too. I think Walter could beat up 99% of the human population, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, he also said Sami Zayn's the best wrestler in the WWE. I would find it hard to disagree with that. I'll be honest with you. I think you Sami can, Zayn you can is make like... the case. You can make the case. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. He's got yeah. a lot of good takes. But uh, his latest rant was targeted, targeted at Tony Khan and all the John he's been doing lately. Uh, uh, at the WWE with all the rating stuff going on. This is what Booker had to say. I'm of the sentiment that Tony Khan is doing a lot of talking about nothing. Go out and produce a good show. At the end of the day, we'll know who won, if that's what we're looking for, if that's your goalpost, if that's what you're trying to score in. But all this talk about what you're doing, this, that, back and forth, I swear, man, it sounds like a little schoolgirl saying how pretty she is over the other girls in the schoolyard. I could be wrong, but to me, that's what it sounds like. It doesn't sound like a boss. 
it doesn't sound like a real boss move to be talking about something as small as that. We're talking about the demo here is what we're talking about specifically. He said, I remember back in the day when WCW and WWE, it was head-to-head going down. That right there was a real war fighting for numbers. At one point, WCW took that rating war and ran with it for... 83 weeks. 83 weeks. That's a long damn time to say we're winning. So uh, he goes on a little bit more, but... And these transcripts, by the way, come to you from wrestlingnews.co. Yeah. He, he, uh, he kind of uh, ends here uh, saying, because there was a lot of talking going on, a lot of guys not working, keeping their eyes on the prize. Why? He said after 83 weeks, they mm-hmm. lost the, the ratings war. He, says, my mm-hmm. th- he continues, my thing is, if Tony Khan is smart, and I really think the guy really is smart, he would definitely stop thinking about the fans on social media as opposed to how long can we run this thing, how big can we make this. So uh, also recently, Eric Bischoff, had a little Twitter video. He might have done it on his actual podcast. I saw it on Twitter where he kind of said something comparable to, to to Booker T in that he he was advising Tony Khan to stop talking and just worrying about putting on the best show he can. This is what uh, Bischoff had to say. These quotes are also from WrestlingDudes.co's. Uh, quote, if Tony were to call me and ask for advice, here's what it'd be. Shut up and wrestle, dude. Just put out the best product you can and you've proven you can. Focus on that. This is weird coming from me, right? The guy that challenged Vince McMahon, the guy that gave away all the finishes. But here's the difference. I was actually competing with them. I was going head-to-head, real head-to-head. My show started the same time. His show started every week. Uh, He says that's real competition, so I'm a little disappointed in the rhetoric I'm hearing out of Tony as well as some of the talent. Uh, Shut the F up until you're actually competing and you're actually competing favorably. And by the way, Tony, in 1996, I was kicking WWE's ass every week in a real head-to-head competition, not a cosplay competition. Um, So with Bischoff, it's funny because he was sort of responding to Tony Khan. And he's taking this personally for a reason because Tony Khan says, we're like WCW in 1996, but we're not going to make the mistakes that they made. And you can you can point to some of the mistakes, the big mistakes that Eric Bischoff made. Yeah. Uh, uh, for example, that that Hulk Hogan contract in 1998. <sighs> if you ever go back and look at that thing, oh my God! The idea that anybody in 1998, when Hogan, I'll be honest with you, I don't think the guy had much leverage given how WWE WWF at the time mm-hmm. was re- had rebuilt. Yeah. With much success around their young roster, yeah. Hogan didn't have a place there, nope. I don't think. Nope. And uh, and the fact that WCW like bent over backwards to give Hogan everything he wanted, including ridiculous creative control stuff, that's a big mistake on Bischoff's part. Mm-hmm. So I understand that Bischoff is taking this personally. Oh, oh, you're not going to make the mistakes I made. He feels like he's personally calling them out. Yeah. Um. But uh, it's it it is it's a lot of serious. It's it's a lot of silliness. Um. Of course, Rampage. Did actually defeat SmackDown in the oh in the head-to-head thirty minutes in the key demo that yeah. the advertisers seem to love so much. Yeah, eighteen forty-nine um, demo. Yeah, I personally think Tony Khan is just uh, a pretty decent promoter. I mean, yeah. Rampage did seventy-eight thousand in total sh- viewership, more than the previous week. Yeah. Um. So uh. So yeah. I don't know, but it's just it gets everybody talking. And uh, and yeah, it's you know it's it, silly, it's pointless, it is, but it's it fun. Is, I think it it's fun. It is fun. I mean, yeah, it, this is just some. It's just trash talk, and it's yeah, it's all I think more more or less in good fun. Is is AEW actually competing? Seriously competing like WCW was for viewers? You know, like they were back in the in the nineties. No, TV viewership no. isn't what it was back then. They're not competing head to head. I would say that AEW is competing with WWE in terms of uh, of getting talent though. 
I know WB is trying to develop their own talent in house, but as we just saw with Adam Cole, you know, if if WB had put together like even a, a competent creative pitch to him, maybe he would have stayed instead of Hey, yeah. Adam, we want you to cut your hair. You know, cut your hair, change your name, and be a manager. Yeah, like you put together yeah. a pitch to him that actually utilizes his talents, which are vast. Maybe yeah. you could have retained him rather than him going to AEW and instantly becoming one of the five most popular guys in that company. You could yeah. have had that, WWE. Mm-hmm. You could have had yeah. that. But, again, they don't see sometimes what they have right there in front of them. It yeah. happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know, I mean, you know, some people here in chat are making the, the point that it, 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 it might fuel some of the toxicity in social media and i get that yeah yeah i get that i kind of feel like that's gonna be there regardless i mean eric bischoff's the guy who sat on a motorcycle in the middle of the ring and and challenged vince mcmahon to come to his show because he saw where the the tides were turning and it was asinine it was ludicrous Mm -hmm. and if social media existed back then it would be double doubly as toxic as it is now um i have no doubts about that i mean you could just you can point to any number of things, including the the horrific signs that they had back in the 90s uh, at some of those shows. And some of them are just like horrendous. It's like, oh, my God, you can't do that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a lot of fun. I was like, you know, Booker T is like one of my favorites. And uh, and it does crack me up how he would how he'll really, you know, I, I appreciate that the guy has no bones about, you know, his uh, offering up his opinions, no matter how. How hilariously bad they can sometimes be, but uh, but no, he's 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 Booker T is great. He is great. Uh, anyways, what wasn't great uh, last night's Raw? Man, I was really bummed out. I thought that there were so many opportunities there, and this just seems to be like that the reliance, the reliance on the easy way out in writing their show is just too much. It's it's way it's so lazy. Like I'm, I'm referring specifically, we had a killer, a killer main event match last night. It was really good. Two uh, two wrestlers at the top of their game, Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair, at the top of their game, delivering a killer, killer main event for that Sacramento crowd. Mm-hmm. And DQ finish, of course. Just do it. We'll just take the easy way out. We don't. We we want to protect everybody. DQ finish. There was two times that happened last night. Both were really good matches. The tag match between the Street Profits and RK Bro was a good. Was match. really good. Yeah. And then AJ Styles decided just to hit Orton with phenomenal form, just to yeah. prove that he can do it out of nowhere. Yeah. Does it really build heat for their match? No. It's like, hey, let's have a match. Have it be really good. Uh, get people's hopes up that we're going to see something uh, fun happen. Nope, DQ. Mm-hmm. It's lazy, and they do it all the time. There's that. It's There's so the can often. they coexist trope. They do. They at least somewhat poked fun at it at it last night, kind yeah. of. Yeah. But they go to that well way too often. It's just the. It's like, hey, uh, we want to build heat for something. How do we do this? Well, it's either can they coexist or have a really good match and have a DQ finish. And that's it. That's like all they do now. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. 
Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Whenever, whenever there is a big money match they advertise for TV, it's like at least, and again, we just talked about it, and, and I have no problem comparing creatives. On AEW, man, if they advertise a match, you're going to get a match, you're going to get a finish. And oftentimes that's like there's, you know, it could be, oftentimes it could be predictable because the, in wrestling you do have to, you have to protect certain guys, you know? But like at least they give us the match with the finish. I will say know? this. The reason sometimes their matches can feel predictable is because they actually laid the groundwork to tell a story that makes sense. And you can yeah. say, oh, this led to this, led to that. This this has to be the conclusion mm-hmm. of that story. And it is. And while it's not yeah. oftentimes uh, surprising or exci- as exciting as maybe as it could be, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, there's comfort knowing that there's stories being told in pro wrestling that are logical and reach their logical conclusion. I'm 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 sty- I, I mean just we'll, we'll touch on this really quick. They are getting the way they're loading up these days. Like for example, the uh, the tournament they got coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 the Brian Danielson, yep. Brian Danielson, and Mox is probably going to be the finals there, right? You yeah. can predict that. Yeah, no idea how that's going to end up. They can actually give Brian a loss, and and Mox going to turn heel, or is Brian going to go through and and then lose to like Hangman or something? Like mm-hmm. there are certain things, and I'm like, man, I don't know how this is going to go down. But like with Raw, it's like you you always know. Like we we how many times have we said, oh, this is going to have a wonk finish. This is going to have a. That's my thing. default for any sort of high profile match on Raw or SmackDown is that we're not going to get a clean finisher because history has dictated as such. The history is there. Oh, this is going to have a wonk finish. Yep. Yeah. And maybe that's a situation it, where, the, where, when they have something actually happen on TV, it feels like such a huge deal for WWE because we've been so conditioned to not expect that to ever happen, mm-hmm, or yeah. not as happen as regularly as it probably should. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's it's disappointing because it's so lazy. And last night um, it, it felt like actually deflating, you know, because I, I, I did watch yeah. the main event till this morning. I read what happened and I'm like, oh, you give people something really good. You give them a great match. They're both out yeah. there. Charlotte and Bianca putting on a hell yeah. of a about. And then you just you just it's a lazy DQ finish. It's so deflating. Yeah. And it's like it's I, I really you know, we've talked about this for a while. Like, how are they going to square Charlotte, the Raw Women's Champion, yeah, going to SmackDown, and and Becky going to going to Raw? 
uh, as the and it's like okay, are they going to do something clever where Becky uh, or or or, or Bianca is going to get the title off of Charlotte? Are they going to add Charlotte to that uh, to that match at a at Crown Jewel? Mm-hmm. Are they going to do something where the competition is the thing that dictates the titles change hands, which would be great. But all roads right now point to a simple title switch. Yeah, I know. A trade. Where, a trade. A trade. Yeah. Where, honestly, if they if they simply rebrand the titles, the WWE Women's Championship and the WWE Universal Women's Championship, like that would even be preferable to them literally standing in front of each other and just tr- swapping yeah. the titles. Yeah. And here's you know? the thing, too, is they've been kind of saying on TV for a couple weeks now, oh, is is so and so going to take their belt to the other brand? Yeah, you know, yeah. is is Swerve going to take the NXT North American title to SmackDown? Mm-hmm. We all know that's not going to happen, mm-hmm. and yet they just they they put they put that out there to try to cause some semblance of uncertainty in the whole situation. We know at the end of the day, Charlotte and Becky are probably just going to trade belts. Like the two best case scenarios, you put Charlotte in the match at Crown. Uh, Royal either make it winner take all or or have it two falls for each title, mm-hmm. um, and it'd be something else if if Charlotte was added to the match and it's winner take all and Bianca beats three horsewomen to win both those titles. That's huge. I, I do appreciate that is sort of her story at this point. I do I do believe I thoroughly believe that they are advancing Bianca to the point where her big crowning achievement is going to be beating all the horsewomen. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte started. I mean, she was laying it out last night. She has beat Bailey. She has beat uh, Sasha. Mm-hmm. She did need help to beat, uh, or, or, or Becky did need help to beat her, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I do hope that that is going to be the longer term story they're going to tell there. Um, and maybe they want to save the big winning over Charlotte or beating Charlotte for like another time. I get that, but it's like, man, you guys really need to like give us if you if you're not going to do that if you really don't want Bianca to pin. Charlotte, then you gotta just book a different match. Yep. Yep. Because that that ain't gonna, you know, just pulling out the chair and walking away, that ain't gonna fly. Nope. That just, it sucks. It just sucks. It does. Um, it does. Let's talk about some unpredictability on on the good side of things. Some a couple things that maybe aren't so predictable. And uh last night, Jinder Mahal lost to Xavier Woods in a nice little bit of storytelling. Woods comes off the top in the same manner uh Kofi did the week prior to lose his match. Got a, a, a hit with the Coloss. Woods rolls towards the rope. Jinder tries for the pin. Woods gets the rope. Eventually, he ends up getting the pin yep. on Jinder Mahal. Yep. So we got Woods versus Finn Balor. Uh, Finn's on Raw. Woods is heading to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Big E, his best friend, his brother, is uh, there on Raw as the champion. Finn's a big deal. He's a main eventer. How do you see this King of the Ring final playing out what's I mean, the more likely scenario i've said when i first saw the bracket that i would be very surprised i know finn is i feel like technically he's a baby face but i understand he's probably a bit more of a tweener that being mm-hmm. said i don't unless they're going to do a full-on finn heel turn i don't think they want him they shouldn't want him to be the guy that gets between xavier woods and winning in the king of the ring tournament you know because I feel like that's that's a feel good moment for the fans to see, and, and you know, and for Woods, that's something he's been talking about for years, winning the tournament, and he he reaches the final, and you have another baby face beat him. It just that's, that's why I was kind of expecting Ginger to win last night. So then you know it's not a, it's not a, the story of Woods getting to the finals and then losing. 
he just lost in the semifinals, and then Jinder gets beat by Finn. Finn's king of the ring. Another aspect of it is, I know Finn could like do something with what Baron did to the crown, kind of make it like a Game of Thrones-looking type deal. I don't see Finn having anything to do with any of the props. Whereas Xavier Woods would embrace the ridiculousness of he all that. He did last night Heck already? Yeah, he did. So I'm feeling like Woods is going to win. I don't. I'll put it this way. for Finn's going to be a big deal on Raw. Mm-hmm. In order for him to be a big deal on Raw, he's got to be coming up against Big E sooner than later. And if he's going to be coming up against Big E, we know which one of those dudes is going to be the good guy and who's going to be the bad guy. Because I don't really see them doing like, oh, Finn is a good guy. I think he's going to sort of, he is kind of a tweener. And I kind of feel like if you're going to, if so I'm, I'm going to be rooting for Woods. I'm going to be rooting for Woods. I don't know who I'm going to pick. I might just go really low confidence points and, and go with Woods so I can root for him, root for him, right? But that being said, I could totally see Finn being the guy between Woods and the crown happening. He doesn't involve himself with all the props, but he calls himself King Balor because he calls himself Prince Balor already. So it actually does make sense. Woods was talking about, I'm going to make sure you stay a prince. You're not going to elevate to a king. And that is part of the story of Finn and Big E. Hey, I took your dude down. I kept him from his dream. Now I'm going to take your dream away from yours. You got to go heavy with the story, with the with the heel Instead of well, he's sort of a tweener. He's a, well, he's a good guy. That's that's all don't, based don't on. Don't you don't you think they would go that way? That's all based on the assumption that they're going to push Finn to be a challenger for Big E when you already have Lashley, Edge, Seth all on Raw as well. Damian Priest too. I don't know if they're going to say, "Hey, Finn, maybe down the line." But at that point, we don't even know if Big E is going to be champion. Like the, what? What's you're laying the groundwork for is a long term story, something the WWE has very rarely showed much interest in actually doing. So I don't know if they're thinking that far ahead, honestly. You can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Finn just came out of a thing with Roman. Yeah. I think it kind of makes sense for him to go straight into a title thing with No, uh, I'm not disagreeing with, with e. I'm not disagreeing with your logic. I'm just saying I don't know if WB is thinking that way. They just had him in a thing with Roman. <laughs> like, I know. You don't, you I know. You don't think it's a natural progression for them I don't, to do that? I don't think that they're my, No, I don't think for, for them. They probably see Finn was an opponent for Roman because they had kind of run out of, every, of, of opponents for Roman. That's mm-hmm. why. If they had mm-hmm. someone else to take that spot in SmackDown, it would have been somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it was like kind of a stopgap thing. It was one pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, not that I don't think Finn... Can be a main eventer. Obviously, I think he's a main he's a main eventer, and he should be a main eventer. I just don't see any evidence. Any evidence? It, I don't see him being in a short feud with Roman as evidence that he's going to go to Raw and within 
a, a very quick amount of time be an opponent for Big E. Mm-hmm. I don't think one has much to do with the other. I think yeah. I think on Raw there is a lot of potential opponents for for Big E already. You got I didn't mention Orton. You got to mm-hmm. put his name in there. There's, I feel like there's so many more people for Big E to feud with on Raw that it's entirely possible Finn kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he flirts with the main event here or there. Uh, but especially on the heel side of things, I feel like there's just way more options for the Raw creative team to have feuds with Big E like Seth, like uh, uh, like like maybe going back to Lashley. You know, there's just a mm-hmm. bunch of other people there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Finn's yeah. going to be one of them in the next six months. I get the I just get the feeling that Finn is going to be pushed as a big deal. Yeah, I think he is, but I'm just, I don't uh, know ahead, if it's going to be ahead of the, ahead of those other names. I just get the feeling. Oh, Dan, Dan Daniels here says AJ as well. Yeah, there's just a lot of people. A yeah, lot but of dude, they they also get they also get stuck in the mud, man. Orton and Riddle is going to be a thing for a while. Uh, AJ and Amos are probably still going to be a thing for a while. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm interested. I, I, I don't know. Um, the queen's crown also the finalist there, a bit surprising do drop. And now Zelina Vega, where do you see that one shaking? I'm, I'm leaning do drop right now. You got to look at who's peaking. Yeah. What one, one thing to go back to the woods thing. One really good, one really good. Um, I think another thing that's be, a, a good case to be made for Woods is that if you've noticed lately, and even preceding King of the Ring, they have been giving him matches. Yes, I was just about to say that he's beginning a lot of singles matches. Time, like these matches go long, they showcase him. Sometimes you just got to look at who's peaking currently. Exactly. exactly. And do Finn drop. just lost the match because the top turnbuckle broke. Yeah. And this is the kind of thing where Finn might be, they might think of Finn as, man, you really want to prove that you're hot shit beat Finn. And because they just did that with Roman. Um, and Woods beating Finn in just a killer match, mm-hmm. a long match where he really has to prove himself is a big deal for Woods. Yep. And I could see them rewarding him for all this time that he's put in killing it in every single match. I could see them doing that for woods. Similarly with Dewdrop, Vince really seems to like Dewdrop. If he didn't, way, yeah. she would still be the sidekick to Eva Marie. Mm-hmm. But I think Vince saw her and was like, Whoa, she can wrestle. She's got a good style. She, everything, all the ridiculous stuff they asked her to do, she's been able to put it together. If you can take something stupid that WWE gives you and really put it together, they love nothing more than that. Yeah. And Dewdrop has really done that. I could totally see her winning. Plus, on top of that, Zelina Vega rarely wins. Who's going to be in her corner to help cheat? I know. Nobody. She know. alienated Carmella. I know. I mean, that's kind of her only ally unless they yeah. bring up somebody new, but I don't see them doing that. No. I don't see Zelina Vega. I, this is going to be another three-minute match, I feel, and Dewdrop's going to come out ahead. Yeah, I kind of feel that way, too. It's it's a, it's a bummer. This whole Queen's Crown tournament's going to get like 20, 25 minutes for the whole tournament. It's pretty mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hope they at least give the final match a good amount of time. I'm mm-hmm. pessimistic they will. Um, and, yeah, it just feels like a thing where Vince was – 
talked into doing it and he's like, all right, it's an obligation. I'm going to put the bare minimum of resources into it and just get over with. And it's a huge disappointment. I'll be happy mm -hmm. to, you know, Zelina or Dewdrop for winning, you know, because hopefully even after the, the tournament, they treat it like a deal that it means something. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But just in terms of how the, the tournament's been put together by WB Creative, it's been, it's been pretty damn disappointing. Uh, let's talk about uh, Goldberg versus Lashley. Oh, gosh. They had uh, this horrible split screen interview. I can't get over how bad this is. I can't. I can't get over like. I don't know what it is about. I mean, I. I do know what it is. It's. You got like this fifty-five-year-old, old rich dude, whose son. It's it's this thing you you know you hear about like rich people and their kids and their kids just get away with fucking whatever. Yeah. So his son at SummerSlam jumps the barricade because rules don't apply to him. Right. But he could have got arrested for that. You know, like right. You, you, at sporting events, you go, you say, if you go on the field, you run the risk of getting arrested. Not to mention yeah. whatever the, whatever people on the field are going to do to you. You know. Yeah. And he and Lashley. He does attack Lashley from behind. And we've gone over this. Yeah. Lashley puts him in the thing, right? Yeah. So Goldberg, and I'm not going to get into the obvious optics here, but Goldberg, this rich old dude who shouldn't be in the ring, shouldn't be in, has no, has no real, he couldn't even finish the last fucking match he was in. That's how shitty he is now. And I'm talking about in kayfabe, right? Because we know it was like a work thing, right? But he couldn't even finish the match. And he, like, wants a rematch because of what happened to his son. Yeah, go ahead. I'm guessing in reality it wasn't too far removed from kayfabe in terms right, of him. Right, yeah. I, I mean, mean he, can't that, he can't wrestle. He can't wrestle. He can't wrestle. He can't wrestle. They, they have to cover up how bad he is he can't in wrestle. there. He can't wrestle. Yeah, and so, so this is the opponent that he's like, oh. It's no holds barred. That gives me a license to kill you. Where do you take one to the other? Like, how, what what leap in logic is, oh, it's a no holds barred match. That means I can kill you. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And not at all. No. And I, I like that Lashley pointed out last night. What kind of role model are you for your son when you're going around saying you're going to kill somebody? You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, every at every point where Lashley's pointed out uh, uh, Goldberg, hey, you're not the good guy here. He, mm -hmm. he always makes a good point. Yeah. Lashley does. You know? I just don't know what the fuck. Like, what in the creative meeting with Goldberg, I guess. Okay, so you're supposed to be the good guy here? Your son did something he really shouldn't have. Yeah. You're pissed off about it, even though Lashley's completely in the right. What what weird twisted world is this? Old it just it's just it it's like it's like all the all the uh the, the hidden camera footage of old people yelling doing something they shouldn't be doing and, and thinking they can get away with it. It's that thing, it's that vibe that Goldberg gives me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm entitled to be here. My son was in the right, even though he was in the wrong. It's that shit. Yeah. And it makes me fucking hate him so much in like what I'm seeing on TV. I'm like, God, I really want Lashley just to fucking spear this guy in half. Mm-hmm. Because he just it's it's the it's the look, my parents are boomers are nice people, but it really is. It plays up the whole like, oh, boomer kind of mentality of the whole world revolves around you. Your child can do no wrong. 
I don't know. I can't. I, I can't say. And this, he was like, his eyes were closed during this entire. I'm like, are you high? Are you sleeping? Wake the fuck up, old man. And he's like saying shit that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. yeah. What do you say about like a threat? A threat is something I might do. Yeah. That's yeah. I don't know. It was not good. It was not good. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. It's just, it's terrible. It's so ass backwards. It's like Goldberg's weird version of justice that we're all supposed to be like cheering for the guy. But then I think like that crowd, the Saudi Arabia crowd, they obviously have like a a nostalgia bone that, that, that WWE wants to satisfy. You know, we've heard that the Saudi government wants Yokozuna there or Ultimate Warrior there, which is funny, but it does indicate where they're coming from, we like the old school shit, you know? So I get that they're trying to satisfy that that audience because that's what they're getting paid to do. Yeah. Um, but the but creative the time, behind this has you, been fucking you, terrible. You could find some angle, or you would hope that they'd be able to find some angle that wouldn't be so off-putting. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know? Because yeah. that's what this is. It's really off-putting. Mm-hmm. And he's going to win, too. I know. I know. He's going to win. I know. And that's that's, you know... That's really the, the shitty part of the whole thing. In no universe yeah. should Bill Goldberg beat Bob Lashley right now. It should Lashley, not happen. Lashley's going to have to bend over backwards, put himself in the line of danger, by the I way, know. because we you can't tell me Goldberg wrestling is safe for anybody. Because it's not. It's not. No. Look I know. at any of his last five matches. I know. And you can't tell me this dude is safe in there. I'm not. I'm not a wrestler, never have been. Like, but I've seen enough to you know this to dude is the not Undertaker safe. match to, to realize. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it, yeah. It's 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 going to be. You know, it, it's 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 written as plain as can be that Goldberg's winning. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. a bummer. It is. It's an absolute because Lashley should should absolutely destroy him. Mm-hmm. They spent yeah. so much time building up Lashley into like a, a force of nature, basically running through everybody. I really hope, and he embarrasses. The, he basically yeah. embarrasses Goldberg at SummerSlam. Yeah, and then suddenly a few months later, Goldberg, on still a bum leg, is mm-hmm. going to beat Lashley. Get out of here with that. Get out of here. I know it's ridiculous. Get out of so here. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 not a great look. Anyways, uh, let's get into this. Charlotte opens up Raw, comes out there, complains about having to defend her title against Bianca. Who's a rookie? A flash in the pan. Says she's not even on Raw yet, which is totally true, by the way. Like, they, they keep on doing this. People just are just there. I know. Be there yet. Again, they set up rules, and then they violate their own rules. It happens all yeah. the time. It's frustrating. Uh, says uh, there must be a conspiracy. She says she has a shot tonight and a shot at Crown Jewel. It's too much. Says she wanted a farewell celebration from Sacramento for the most decorated woman in sports entertainment history. And tonight, uh, uh, Bianca will learn just how far she still has to go. She's beat Sasha. She's beat Bailey. Becky couldn't beat her on her own. Charlotte is the mountain she still has to climb. So Bianca comes out, says uh, she deserves the rematch. She says, uh, I had to beat you fair. Uh, or she, I had you beat fair. 
until you got saved by big time Bex. She says, but you're out here throwing a tantrum like a little baby. She says, I'm the EST of WWE. No matter what brand I'm on, I'm always the one to watch. After tonight, though, you're not going to be a problem anymore because you won't even go here anymore. You're out here begging for your farewell. So enjoy all this because after tonight, dust yourself off. Use it to make yourself stronger, better, maybe a little kinder because you need that. She says, how's that for a rookie? Charlotte attacks her. Bianca sends her fleeing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, we go backstage. We get Xavier Woods interview. He's talking about how this match is of the utmost importance because when he wins tonight, he'll follow in the footsteps of past kings. And when he wins tonight, he'll be one step closer to fulfilling his destiny of becoming king of the ring. Uh, Kofi says, we all know how important this match is for Woods. And that's why he's going to go down to the ring tonight to make sure what happened to him last week doesn't happen to Woods. And then Woods says, I'm going to give you a royal decree and be sitting on the throne with the crown on my head as King Xavier Woods, the first of his name. Oh, a decree, from, a decree from the home of the Sacramento Kings, Larson. Yes, There sir. were some Sacramento Kings in attendance as well. There were, there were. Halliburton was there, Davion Mitchell, I think, mm-hmm. was there, mm-hmm. and uh, Maytu was there also. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xavier Woods versus Jinder Mahal was next. Uh, mentioned the finish of this. It was, a real, again, a really good match. Uh, finish similar to last week where Woods came off the top, got hit with a coloss, but instead he goes uh, rolling sort of towards the ropes, gets a hand on the ropes when Jinder goes for the pin. Uh, they go to the top. Woods pushes Jinder off and hits that springboard elbow yeah. for three and the win. They go up to the stage and Woods tries to hold back from approaching the crown and, and he just can't. He can't. So he goes up there and uh, Kofi puts the cape on him. He grabs the scepter. Well, then Kofi like, goes to the back of the cape and starts waving it, you know? <laughs> like he's like, flying. Yeah, like, like there's the wind, wind blowing. Is, yeah. <laughs> and he looks great. great as the king. He, he looks does. great it's, as the king. It's here. amazing. You know, really like, does. I kind of feel like Baron blew up the go home math as far as touching or going anywhere oh, near. Anybody can do whatever scepter. they want with it at this point. Yeah. yeah. And they, they can still totally win. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Baron blew up that particular math. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, then we had a, a Austin Theory interview. He says, I used to look up to Jeff Hardy, but last week I was looking down at him. And then the 24 uh, 7 uh, scene runs through Reggie. He thinks he's escaped. And then R Truth jumps out from behind a road case. He grabs Reggie. Austin Theory goes and breaks it up, tells him to stop. And, and R Truth kind of gets in his face a little bit. And Austin Theory says, You know who I am. And Truth says, Oh, I don't know, but I have a theory. And he says, I feel like you got a bunch of anger in you. You probably want to take it out in the ring. Let's go have a match. Austin Theory accepts. And that match was next. It's supposed to be Austin Theory versus R-Truth. However, Truth walks out on the stage before the bout and says, oh, my mistake. I didn't accept your, the challenge for me. I did it for a friend of mine. Of course, it's Jeff Hardy. No, that's not the thing anymore. Yeah, it's got a different song. I don't know how it goes now. The beat's kind of a little bit similar to start. Yeah, I know it's a really popular song from a time I wasn't watching wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Austin gets the win here uh, with his finish, takes a selfie with Hardy once again, but this time Hardy gets up, gets pissed off, hits a twist of fate, and then he takes a selfie yeah. with Austin Theory. It does a pretty good job of mimicking the, the face that Austin Theory had during his selfie. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. It was a good way to put Austin Theory over on his way to SmackDown, Hardy's way to SmackDown, yeah. that is. Uh, then we had a, a, a bit with Big E. He's backstage. Drew walks up to him. And he's like, I watched, Drew says, I watched the tape. I know you running into me wasn't intentional. But hey, in the heat of battle, what are you supposed to do but to hit your partner with Claymore? And Big E is like, yeah, I kind of added some fuel to the fire when I tagged myself in when you were about to hit the Claymore to get the win. So tonight, maybe we coexist. Mm-hmm. And then at Crown Royal, let the best man win. Yeah. 
Drew says, "Don't worry, I will." And then Biggie does his intro. I love when they have the camera on Biggie oh, when he does when he does his intro. Drew was trying to laugh the whole time. He was so tickled the entire. He starts flexing, and I know he's he's loving every second of Big it. Biggie was like in his face doing it. I do, I do really great. appreciate their chemistry and and the fact that these two performers are they have the kind of stroke where they can make fun of the coexisting thing which they did last night they did it last week as well um while still doing what creative asked them to do i know it'd be great if if creative just wouldn't let them or countless other talents that would be down on a regular basis by creative i mean vince um, it'll be it'll be a couple boring weeks. tropes week after week you know i wonder i wonder how long this particular whim is going to extend i wonder if Big E and drew Bringing, dragging it so out in the open, uh, I wonder if that'll cause them to dial the coexisting thing back a little bit. It's been a little while now they've been doing it, and it's just, it's so much. Yeah. It's Move on awesome. to a new whim. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, before that match, we have Charlotte coming up to Pierce and Sonya backstage. She just whines to them about the lack of respect that they're showing her. Uh, the lack of respect Bianca showed her no celebration. She gets pissed. What was the what was the point of this in the end? Like I didn't write down many notes on. She this. was just was complaining, there? like, "Hey, you didn't ask me if I wanted to defend my title." Yeah, but you did made she me request do anything of them at the end of this? No, it was just at the end. Sonya says, "Hey, just relax. This match makes sense if you think about it." Charlotte says they can't replace her with Bianca and after Crown Jewel, she'll still be the Raw champion and new face of SmackDown. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So in the end, yeah. it, really, it really didn't have a whole lot of point. Okay. Yeah. Um, then we had Big E and Drew McIntyre taking on Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode. This was a fun match. That assisted Famouser from Dolph was awesome. That was rad. That, that was, was really, really cool. cool. Yeah. Um, in the end, so uh, before that assisted Famouser on Drew, uh, Big E gets taken off the apron by Dolph, and so he's still on the floor. Eventually, he makes his way back up. Um, Drew tags him in. Yeah, with with the idea of like, here you go. This time you could hit your finish. Well, yeah, because prior to that, when Biggie got taken off the apron, Drew almost ran into him, and they were like, "Whoa!" They put, he put the brakes on. Yeah, let's stay on the same page. There was there was the story was Biggie was getting isolated, but there was like a a a, 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 a concerted effort to to coexist yeah. to stay on the yeah. same page. So, at so the yeah, end, Drew tags him in. Go ahead, hit your finish. He does. Uh, afterwards, Drew offers his hand. Biggie shakes it. There's a little bit of trash talk. Drew turns to leave, and then Biggie kind of brings him back. A little more trash talk. Yeah. Um, so after that, we had a Street Profits promo. They hype up Crown Jewel, Crown Royal. They're uh, uh, particularly interested in the Raw tag team match. AJ and Amos interrupts. Amos, uh, uh, you know, AJ's like, well, we're going to be the next tag champions. We're going to get those tag titles at Crown Jewel. Amos says, this is my house. And AJ's like, whoa, this is this is our house. He says, maybe the Street Profits, though, can find yourselves on the top of the list at some point, maybe, to face us. And they laugh that off. Says, look, we're back for one reason, to put the tag division 
here on Raw on notice. Yeah, sad AJ, for them. It's just chock full of thrown together tag teams. AJ was like, "Hey, if you if you if you soften up RK Bro for us, then maybe oh you can, yeah, right, right, you yeah. can be at the top of the list." And then yeah, yeah. they laughed that off. Uh, next, we got Mansoor taking on Cedric Alexander. Finish this uh, Mansoor escape a lumbar check, hits an Insagiri, uh, and then eventually hits his finish, which was a slingshot neckbreaker. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So Mustafa Ali comes out to the stage and he says, "Everyone it says everything." Sorry, says after everything that he's done for Mansoor, you're still in there, Mansoor, smiling like a fanboy is pathetic. So on Thursday in Mansoor's hometown, I'm going to wipe the smile off your face and the smile off the faces of everyone who came to support you. And the Mansoor just yells at him to shut up. This was great. Yeah, he calls Ali a piece of trash. Mm -hmm. Asks him if he sees a smile on his face right right now. Says that crown jewel. But it says at Crown Jewel, be grinning ear to ear when I beat you senseless. Thursday, he proves the world that uh, Ali is a cowardly, sorry excuse for a man. And then he talks some shit in his own language, which I thought was great. Uh, it, it, it's, it's like infuriating, though, for Ali, though. He's like, God, we're, this was what I wanted. And I think that should be the point, right? I mean, this is going to get them back together for SmackDown because, like, Mansoor is literally doing what Ali had wanted him to do this entire time. He's unlocked what he wants, get them back together as a team on SmackDown. You think that's not going to happen? I don't think that's going to happen, no. No. I really hope it does. I, I hope it, it does. Happening. I but I, it. I don't, I, don't, I, I see, uh, uh, no, history has shown, dictated to me that no, it's not going to happen. They've given these guys, I, I, I do feel like they have given them quite a bit of creative leeway along the way. Maybe. And I know I'm Charlie Brown with the football and the WWE is Lucy. I get that. I get that. But maybe they're saying, hey, tell your own story with how you become a tag team. No, I'm okay, then okay. Happen. Then at then then at SmackDown. What's their first two months of booking? Do they even interact? Oh, I'm sure they so Mansoor will win on Thursday. Maybe Ali will be upset that he's been outdone by his former pupil. And the feud will continue between the two oh, of them. Oh, they continue the feud? All right. Yeah, for two months. And then eventually Mansoor wins the feud, and then they just kind of go their separate ways. It's it's a, it's a new brand for them, though, so it's entirely possible that they won't even act like any of this has happened. That's true, too, and it's entirely <laughs> possible that they both find new tag partners. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God, I hope they don't do that. Yeah, you know I'm not wrong at that. I know, uh, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> See, like we're we're like the 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 polar opposites here. You're like optimistic about the story potentials that that could happen with some of these stories that lay the groundwork for. Sometimes you mentioned the Charlie Brown thing, and I'm like, nah, I've been fooled too many times. I'm all believing when I find see the worst. The worst is yeah, they're gonna find new tag partners. Yeah, that's still feud with like each other. Perfectly, I know, fit for each other. I know, they really are. They have amazing chemistry. They do. They do. Uh, then we had the aforementioned Lashley Goldberg. Split screen interview. I don't know if we need to get into this too much more. Uh, Goldberg keeps on going on with uh, saying that he's going to kill Lashley. Lashley says, what you're saying is nonsense and criminal. Well within my rights to call the authorities and have you arrested. He says, but I'm not going to do that. I'm letting you run your mouth because uh, I'm untouchable. And at Crown Jewel, uh, it'll end the same way it did at SummerSlam. But you won't have your family there to fight your battles for you. He asked Bill, how do you feel uh, how does your son feel about the example you're setting? And then Lash, or, uh, Bill interrupts this. Oh, you better pick your words carefully because the more you talk about the family, my family, the more I'm going to make you suffer. 
and uh, Lashley tells Goldberg, "Hey, I want you to remember when you drop down on your knees and thanks thank the heavens when Lashley said this be a no holds bar match, but when it happens again at Crown Jewel, it's going to be because uh, you're going to be on your knees begging me for forgiveness." And up to this point, you fought in Bobby Lashley with restrictions, but in a no hold bars match, that means there's nothing stopping me from ending your career. And then he gets up and walks out, and then Bill again threatens he's going to kill Lashley. It's so it's so dumb. It's so dumb. What is this talk of murder? It's so dumb. Lashley deserves so much better than this. After the work he he's does. done the last year, after the work he's shoot, done, he deserves for his whole so career, much better. He deserves yeah. way better than this. And I thought I actually thought Lashley was pretty good in this interview. He's as good as yeah, yeah. He's doing everything he, he can. Way better than this, especially. I just you know, you know what I, I just really hope. I, I I really do honestly hope that this is a match that Lashley wants and is down with. If he's if he's cool with it, then that makes it better. I don't want to see it, but hopefully this is something that he's enjoying doing. You know, I don't know. Anyways, moving on. Uh, RK Bros backstage. Riddle's hair is nicely curled, <laughs> which is distracting but hilarious and awesome. Um, and Orton just really hypes up Riddle and asks him if he wants the smoke. And of course, Riddle says, "Yes, I want." The smoke. So Orton says, "Let's go get that smoke." <laughs> yeah, let's go get that smoke. Um, we had a video package for uh, what on the title on the on the card said Bearcat Lee. Corey still called him Keith Bearcat Lee, but I'm hoping that uh, this uh, title card indicates are getting rid of the Keith. They're just going with Bearcat Lee because I think that's a rad name. Mm-hmm. I love a monster uh, uh, Keith Lee. I think that's all good stuff. Sometimes, sometimes they get it right in WWE, man. And I think this is I. I actually kind of prefer this to what we had before. To be honest with you. Well, I mean, I guess now it's it's follow through. You know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. without follow through, it's, it's it's you know it's going to be sadly back to square one for Keith Lee again. He deserves a lot better. Yeah, yeah, but him just destroying people. Oh, it's great. I like that. That's but I have to. He actually has to like yeah follow through again. Follow through, you know. Uh, so then we got RK Bro versus Street Profits. Again, fun match. Uh, Orton set up for a draping DDT on Montez, or he hits that looking for an RKO. AJ's music hits, so Orton, of course, WWE wrestlers want to hear someone else's music. You have tunnel vision to the to the stage, so he's yeah. just staring there. Amos walks out, and it's just him. So, of course, we all know, oh, AJ is going to attack him from behind. Orton turns around. AJ hits phenomenal form. Mm-hmm. Uh, that leads to a DQ. And then AJ and Amos uh, destroy everybody else. Yep, yep. Uh, after that, we had Shayna Baszler versus Dewdrop, the Queen's crown semifinal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zelina Vega comes out. She just puts crown on, puts the cape on, gets the scepter, sits in the throne, does everything. Uh, and uh, I will say the one thing that Xavier Woods did not do Put on the crown. Put the crown on. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a fairly quick match, but it was pretty decent. It was okay for what they're doing. Well, they gave about uh, three minutes, right? Yeah, but it was three good minutes. Dewdrop hit a crazy looking uh, Saito suplex yeah, on base. That, so that was gnarly looking. Then a cannonball. Shana got the finish was decent. I mean, the whole match was finished basically. Shana got the clutch on. Dewdrop sort of flings her off, goes for her finish. Shana evades that, gets her back, takes a while. But Dewdrop eventually like leans back 
sort of uses her weight to pin Baszler for mm-hmm. uh, three for the win. Mm-hmm. Shayna was pretty upset after that, but on to SmackDown, she moves. Yep. Uh, next, we get Bianca backstage. Uh, Nikki this Ash is so bad. and Rhea Ripley walk up, and uh, Nikki says, "Hey, just want to wish you good luck and welcome you to Raw." And then she gives her a Raw hat, and then she's like, "If you need us to help you with," and she starts doing a bunch of superhero stuff. And Rhea says, "Well, I think what she's trying to say is welcome to Raw." And uh, Bianca just pretty much says, "There's no one going to get in the way of of me beating Charlotte tonight." I'm like Bianca, do you know anybody in a women's tag team <laughs> that we can face? Because there, there, there are none. Literally, there are none. Yeah, they don't exist. They made it up. Made it up. <laughs> so they just walk around backstage now, trying to try to pair people <laughs> to have opponents, huh? Right. Yeah. 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 Like, hey, Bianca. So uh, I hear uh, Tegan Knox. Say, so, well, you know, in the off chance that things don't go, you know, your way at, at Crown Jewel, you know, you know, yeah. have you ever thought about finding a partner? Being a, being <laughs> a tag team, you know, there's a couple of, you know, people here on Raw now that might uh, be interested in a you know, tag you team situation. You didn't get a, the championship you were, you know, trying to get, but there's other championships. There's other championships. For. Yeah. I found mine. Uh, anyways, after that, we had a pretty quick match. Finn Balor versus Mace. Uh, Woods goes and sits on the throne and uh, Balor makes pretty quick work of Mace. <laughs> Gets that good egg crop for three. The, the 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 taunting at the end here was quicker, was uh, was longer than the match. Yeah. So Woods it just taunting the shit out of Balor. He gets the scepter. He's like waving it in its face. And Balor grabs it, sort of flings uh, Woods down. And uh, Kofi tries to keep him apart and Woods just talking shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this, is, this is good stuff here. Yeah. Uh, next, we have uh, John Morrison. He's meditating backstage. And the Viking Raiders uh, wonder what he's doing. And those guys should not be this. Ugh. Wandering around backstage well, with I mean, like the, shirts the, on. The delivery of their dialogue was uh, not good. It's so It's so corny. It it's was this, corny the, lines. I hate this corny shit, man. And it was, they, this, this was not good. So Morrison says, I'm on a journey in search of his of my wandering chi and I'm close to finding it. And then the, He's astrally projecting, man. And and the Viking Raiders will like, Well, what's that? And uh, Morrison says, Purpose of my quest is to share my innermost thoughts with the world. And the Raiders ask, Well, what good is that if it's if you can't use it to raid and they leave? And then John Morrison goes back to meditating. Do you believe in astral projection? I honestly don't know enough about it. You can leave your body. I mean, I know, the, go, I know, I know the idea places. behind it. I don't know yeah. enough about it. Practice, like what what he would do to achieve the that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be kind of cool though, wouldn't it? Yeah, just go places. I, I feel like as anxious as what as what I am, uh, uh, some daily meditation <laughs> would probably do me some good. Yeah, you know, it'd suck if you like astrally project and you get lost. You know, you go down to like I don't know. Like even even up to like nearby, like Roseville or something, and I'm like, oh shit. I mean, and like if if your spirit's stuck up there, you can't call an Uber to bring you back. You know, you don't have your phone. You don't have like Google Maps. What the hell are you gonna do? I don't know. After that, we had our main event: Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair. This is great. This was fantastic. This was, a, this was a lot of fun. Great match. What a great match. I walked away. I was watching on uh, Twitch, and uh, and I walked away towards the finish. And then I come back and chat's just lit up with DQ, that's bullshit. And I'm like, oh, god damn it. So, yeah, Charlotte ends up getting to, she's on the brink of 
of losing or whatever like gets the, out of chair. The story they were telling was pretty solid, where for a lot of Charlotte's offense, typical offense, Bianca had an answer for it, and the stuff that Charlotte was hitting, Bianca was kicking out of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. It seemed like, the for the most part, out of that, Bianca yeah. was one step ahead of Charlotte in a lot of respects, and Bianca was reversing and countering a lot of Charlotte's typical offense. And I guess the idea was, well, Charlotte was desperate. She didn't want to lose her title, so she got herself DQ'd. Mm-hmm. Which I guess makes sense to a certain degree, but if it's still uh, it, it's it's a deflating finish for such a great match. It's such it's just so overdone. That too. Like somebody, I really need to go and do the math or something on like how many DQ finishes there are. It's it's horrible. I'm so over it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, so it's it's one whim or another with WWE. It's like oh, you either have a bunch of championship contender matches now. You've got can they coexist and all these DQ finishes. It's just, it's like, can we just get some fucking normal pro wrestling? If you're not going to book a match where someone could win cleanly, then I understand on occasion having a match that ends in a DQ or something, but it just happens Mm. far too often. And if you can't consistently book matches where someone can emerge victorious without any sort of controversy or asterisk attached to it, then don't Mm. book that match. Yeah, right. Find another way to tell your stories. Yeah. It's just lazy. It is. It's lazy. Anyways, let's go ahead and answer some questions here. Sure. Uh, I've got a thread here on the Patreon. Let's see here. Um, uh, Prime Joy Bearding says there is a healthy amount of predictable booking where something predictable is still able to excite you. WB is way past that point and it just becomes annoying. Excuse me. Like there, there is a healthy amount of unpredictability in WWE. I'm, I'm okay with, um, I'm okay with not knowing who like the various scenarios that could play out at, at, at crown jewel with the, the King of the ring. I like that. I like Zelina Vega versus Dewdrop. I don't really know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the entire, I mean, the point you were making about the, the main title scene on raw, there's a lot of players involved and that title. Big E could drop that title easily. I don't, the same can't be said about Roman. Big E could totally drop that title before the end of the year. Um, there is a healthy amount of unpredictability. The predictable stuff, like I'm okay knowing that Roman's going to keep that title. There is some predictability that I'm totally fine with. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it in AEW, you know, like Hangman Page is totally going to win at full gear, you know, but the journey has been the thing Yep. in WWE. When there's a big time match on raw, you were two people where you know WWE wants to protect them. You know it's going to be a wonk finish. They yep. rely on it way too much. Yep. Yep. Uh, King CTM says, I think they could have had the same effect of Bianca hitting the KOD. Charlotte gets foot on the rope, but ref doesn't see it. Charlotte can beat Becky at Crown Royal. I mean, they could have done the thing where, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they should have had Bianca win, walk into Crown Royal as champ with the idea. Oh, she can walk away with both belts. Somehow have Sasha win the match. And then you can carry on the Becky-Bianca feud on Raw. And then Charlotte... Sorry, and then Sasha has a SmackDown title. She's on SmackDown. And that seemed you to could, make the most sense. Or you put Charlotte in the match at Crown Royal, make it a four-way, either winner takes all or two falls, one for each belt. You have either Becky or Bianca win the fall for the Raw title, Sasha win the fall for the SmackDown title, and there you go. If the idea is you want Charlotte to still be top champion on SmackDown and you still want Becky to be top champion on Raw, 
you can do it in a compelling way where they both end up with each other's titles in a way that is compelling and interesting and is based on in-ring action. You yep. could do all that yep. stuff. See if they do that. They don't, Probably not. They don't do it. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it seems pretty clear as day they're just going to do a title swap. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Dog Authority figure. Who on the Raw roster would give out the best candy to trick-or-treaters? And who would give out something lame like a toothbrush? Uh, Carrie and Cross like... would probably give out lame stuff. <laughs> that dude would not turn his lights on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Porch light would be off. Yeah. Who would leave the bowl out and just say, please only take one? Who couldn't be bothered, but they're pretty cool still. Because that's what, like, we always take Bama over to my parents' area, but we leave a giant bowl out and just say, hey, just be cool. Yeah. This year, I'm going to set up my camera and see if if there's somebody who takes the entire thing. And then what are you going to do about it? Nothing, just curiosity. Human. Oh, I'm right. I'm a, I'm a I'm a student of the of human nature. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put the footage on Facebook. On the Orangeville group. Be like, publicly shame somebody. Look at look at how you're raising your kids. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. These are all good questions. These Gregory Fiello. Yeah, good questions. What raw superstars outfit and demeanor would you have when giving out candy to kids coming to your house on Halloween? Outfit and demeanor? Yeah. I'm giving out candy to kids coming to your house on Halloween. Do you like giving out candy on Halloween? I mean, I don't mind it as long. Here's the thing. The only thing I don't like about it is when someone comes ringing the doorbell at like at nine o'clock. <laughs> you know? The last the last too late, you know. Because you here's the thing. At this? that point, it's not kids and their parents, it's teenagers. Oh yeah. Who are out late. You know? Yeah. And yeah. and and at that hour. You're on my time, and yeah. I want my time interrupted. Yeah, I'm cool setting old. up setting time up for you know a little bit to give kids candy, but teenagers come uh, knocking on my door way too late on my time. I'm not into it. Come on, man! They're just they're trying to one last grasp of their childhood. You're robbing them of that. I'm not robbing them of anything. I'm just asking them to rob me of my time. Go to another house if if, if that's something that's important to you. Just don't come to my house oh, at that man. hour. I love it. Xavier Gray, we're not answering any of these questions. Xavier Gray, I try to think back about Carmella's first title reign as SmackDown Women's Champion in 2018, but unfortunately, I can't remember anything about it. I can only. This is a long question. Do you, do you, do you, do you, here's the question: this, He talks a lot, and then, do you think that Carmella's first title reign as a SmackDown Women's Champion was that forgettable, or did WWE's creative just stop caring about her after her cash in? He says, "I can only remember the time she. I don't. Know, it's been like fifteen of them. I don't remember any of it. I remember her being champion a lot. I remember the the awesome bit with who was champion going into. Oh, I guess Ronda was champion going. Well, into it was Mania so so. Charlotte beats Oscar at WrestleMania, and then and then the uh, and then Carmella cashes in on Charlotte like the the next SmackDown." Xavier Gray is asking us about memory stuff. We are so upfront about us having just the worst memories. Memory's awful right now. Yeah. It really is. I don't know. I mean, was it forgettable? I don't know. What I remember I, I remember more about like Charlotte's 
I remember moments with Charlotte because there had been so many title runs Mm -hmm. like her versus Sasha, I thought was an all time great feud. I thought that had just some really great stuff that was on raw. I think Yeah, that was some really good stuff. Um, I remember more moments with Charlotte when as opposed because like there's been, there's been like 15 of them or 11 or whatever it is. Now. 12, 12, 12. Is that what they're saying? Okay. Yeah. 12, uh, white brownie raw average 1.593 million to 0.39 in the demo. About what Yeesh. they did last week, right? Yeah. What is this? The PC era? Wow. Uh, Alex Foster. I mean, it was, that was like around their lowest. So like, what was their lowest hour in the PC? Wasn't I, it like 1.48 yeah, or something? 1.4 ish yeah alex foster what nxt call-ups have surprised you at how well they've been handled he says i never expected street profits to actually have more success on main i always thought street profits were made for main roster yeah um for how well they've been handled i think for me it's carmella Oh, great answer. You know, because wasn't she like the last bliss? Wasn't wasn't Carmella the last pick in the 2016 draft? Yeah. Yeah. She didn't wrestle a ton in NXT. Yeah. But she put in the work and uh, she's really good on the mic. Again, creative hasn't always been great. That's true. She's gotten to the point where she's pretty darn good in the ring. Again, Mm. through a lot of hard work. Mm. Um, And yeah, I mean, yeah, I think probably of just about any NXT call up, someone who's gone to the main roster and and really improved yeah it's carmella i'm gonna go with alexa bliss good answer too yeah i think she was sort of in the same position as Mm -hmm. carmella i don't know where she was drafted but i remember wasn't it was like man she has not done much of anything in nxt uh floppy says apparently raw had its sixth lowest viewership in history last night um yeah you got another it's another really competitive Monday night football game last night yeah I mean, it, there's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I do feel like WWE is trying though. Like in terms of how they are, how they approach effort. Last night was not phoned in. Effort as they, defined by WWE is what we got last night. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't feel like they phone. Sometimes. Okay. So for example, the Christmas episodes, like phoned that in. stuff, that's like totally phoned in. Yeah. Last night they tried, and they, you know, I, I get that there's football as competition, but there's always competition. You're there's always, always going to have competition. competition. Sleep is competition, remember? Their main competition is sleep. That's according to Nick Khan himself. Mm-hmm. He said that. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Last night sleep. when I was trying to watch Raw, uh, sleep, sleep was going over. Sleep was about to go over, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Why don't you answer a couple on the on the Twitch? Sure. Uh, specificity is dead. Um Oh, it says it's going to... Oh, sorry. It says uh, Steve's Ollie Mansoor idea is, is a really great idea. That's why it won't happen. It's going to be a main event, the show feud. But it won't be because they're on SmackDown, so it can't They're be. on SmackDown, so they can't be on main event. No, I think, I think the most likely situation is... They just forget the other person exists. Mm. <laughs> they, they On SmackDown, they're just brand new people. Exactly. I hope they don't. I know. I, yeah, hope, I hope so too. Charlie Brown, dude. Specificity is dead. It also says when Lashley was having a fiery, intense promo and Goldberg interrupted to say, dude. I That was so, God, that right there encapsulates it all. Because you, dude, are you done yet? That's the worst. Oh my God, that bugs the shit out of me. Dude, are you done yet? What kind of, what kind of entertainment is that supposed to be? It's not. I feel like it's the opposite oh, of entertainment. I fucking can't stand Goldberg. 
<laughs> I really can't fucking say. Ever since that Fiend stuff, dude. Yeah. Like, I appreciate that Big E wants the match. I get that Riddle probably. Does Riddle even want, has Riddle said he wants the match? I mean, he said that the guy can't wrestle. That's That was how the beef started. Yeah. I mean, and he's, he's right. He's right. Goldberg can't right. wrestle. Can't. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Well, Luis Areza, the wild card. He's going to be torturing us during GTA during the 24-hour stream. Yeah. So how's, he says, how's this for an idea? King of the Ring is held annually in December, and it's its own pay-per-view. Whomever wins gets a world championship at the Royal Rumble. That's cool. I love that. I love, I love King of the Ring to be its own, to be a one-night tournament again. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. And then you get some sort of title opportunity. Title yeah, you're choosing, something like that. Yeah. I feel like it should be like uh, New, New Japan Cup. Because I feel like New Japan Cup is, the I think it's the title belt of your choosing. I think you can go after whatever title you want. I think. Mm. But of course, you win. Oh, it, yeah, you right, right. You want to go after the top title because it's the top title, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? Uh, Ronan C. This is a great question, and it's sad, and it's true. How long before Vince blames WWE shortcomings on Big E not being a draw and puts the title on Goldberg or Brock instead? I don't know about putting the title on Goldberg or Brock. I don't know about that because I don't think either of those guys have any desire to be there for what you need to be there to be a WWE champion, even on that old school Brock schedule. I don't think either guy wants to do that. I think it'd be more likely that they'll there is a transitional champion and they give it to Edge. Edge has shown the willingness to be there far more than, than Goldberg or Brock on a consistent I think, basis. I, I would not be shocked at that. Yeah, I would not be shocked at that. Like they put the belt on Seth for three, four months. Yeah. And then... Maybe 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 Seth wins at, at Crown Royal, and they push the feud for a bit, and then Seth wins the title. So at WrestleMania, we get Edge versus Seth, and Edge beats him for the title there. You might you might see in the year twenty twenty two, Raw the roster the way it is now, you might see eight champions. Like this might be WCW uh, two thousand, yeah, where it's just like every two months. New trying team. to just just yeah. trying to just like jack those ratings, you know, on a on a weekly basis because they're just so miserable. Like every two months or every month, a new mm-hmm. champion mm-hmm. because they don't have they're you know they're getting to that point where like they don't have another Roman, they don't have a Brock. Like Brock is not going to be around that often. Like they need to. This is what happens when like you're you're you you don't really have the breakthrough big champion, you know, and you haven't invested the time in it. Nope. Nope. <sighs> uh, let's see. I find a, a one to wrap us up. Uh, um, Adrian C. How is it that the best two WB matches in the past week were both uh, amazing women's main events, yet the entire Queen's Crown tournament has been about a total of 14 minutes so far? It's just the dichotomy of the WWE. They do some cool. They do some cool stuff with their women's division. They do, but then the, the, you know they they give us the the queen's crown, which I just honestly think Vince is like, yeah, this stuff is a waste of time. You know, it feels so like a thing that he got um, convinced to do into doing. Yeah, and then feels like it's an obligation, and it's just like, all right, we'll just do it. 
I said it before. It's like when my parents used to have me do the dishes when I was a kid. I just do a shitty job to see if they just wouldn't make me do it anymore. Did that ever work? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go do yard work or something. Yeah. My sister always hated me for that. Anyways, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. We appreciate sh- it. I don't want to speak for you. Do you, you can are, speak do you for me. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. Of course I appreciate it. All right, cool. It. We both appreciate it. A thousand percent. We both appreciate it. <laughs> thanks for watching, everybody. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.